Hello, and welcome to episode two of Between Two Gamers. I'm your host, Liv, and I'm joined by our co-host, Fruy. How's your day going? I'm all good. Good, good. We love to hear it. So, our episode today is going to take a look back at the past decade of gaming, and we're going to nominate our top 10 games of the decade. All the games discussed will be released between 2010 and 2020, and we will do so with no spoilers. So if a game we talk about piques your interest, we won't ruin it for you. We'll just tell you why you should play it. So Frui wants me to go first. So I'll tell you that my 10th game of the decade was Days Gone, which came out in 2019. Frui, did you play that game? I half. You have? Yeah, I played half of half it. Half of it. Okay, well, I, I've i played through the whole game twice. Days Gone is an open-world apocalypse game where on the day of the apocalypse, a husband and wife get separated, and you spend the duration of the game looking for your wife. I really enjoyed the melee combat in this game, and that alone is why it's in this list i you just you put saw blades on baseball bats you create all this fun melee mechanics and just wipe out hordes of zombies there's more to the game than just crafting things you go and do jobs for different factions and if you want to just drive around and go hunting you're more than welcome to so you can really make what you want out of this world and i really enjoyed that i thought the characters were interesting. Combat was fun. There was a handful of different things to do. So Days Gone is coming to PC later this year. And if you haven't played it while it was a PlayStation exclusive, now is your chance to pick it up. So Frui, I think you should finish the second half of that game. I will. I will. Okay. Because I really got the zombies in it. So that'll get me to redo it. Okay. More than happy to hear that. <laughs> What's your 10th game? My 10th is Far Cry 3 that was released in 2011. Okay, what's that game about? So it is a first-person shooter which is based on a young group of Americans on a party island and you're the sole member of your group who manages to escape and you've got to try and save everyone that's been imprisoned. Is that another open world game? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, most of it's open world, to be fair. Um, it has probably got the best villain in a game I've ever played. Ooh, okay. Well, without spoiling too much, what did you like about the villain? Were they personable or challenging? Uh, challenging. Off his rocker. Ooh, okay. It was just so good. I haven't played through the Far Cry series, but people have said I would like it. I don't know. You definitely would. I would? Is there You definitely would. Is there zombies in that game or monsters or is it just people that are no, crazy? But it's it's people, but Far Cry 3 had some really weird DLC. Oh, okay. You know, maybe I will look into it after I clear out some of my backlog. So, for my number 9, I chose Uncharted 4. And this is obviously the fourth game in the series. And you play as Nathan Drake, who is an adventurer of sorts. And he goes and travels to lost cities seeking treasure. And in this game, 
he goes to look for pirate treasure and you meet some interesting characters along the way. The reason why I chose Uncharted 4 for my number nine slot is it is a huge graphical update from the previous Uncharted games. And I enjoyed the combat changes they, that they made and the story overall. So is that a game that you've played? No. Oh, you haven't played that one yet. No, I started it and then I kind of went into hospital, so I never got around to finishing it. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's another game I think you should play, as I will say. I will. <laughs> You'll sense a theme here. After every game I play and Furby <laughs> says no, I will say, hey, man, you should play it. So that or I've started that. I've just not finished it. Uh, there, there's a handful of games that I've started and haven't finished. But typically, if I start a game, I even if I don't like it, I do try to finish it. But hopefully, we will see more Uncharted in the future. We don't know what Naughty Dog's working on right now, but fingers crossed. So, what's your number nine? My number nine is Outlast. Oh, okay. Tell us a little bit about Outlast. So Outlast is a first-person horror game that really put an emphasis back into horror where you are completely defenseless through the entire game. So it's the only game you can't fight back in. Oh, no. So it's a lot of hiding, a lot of running. Um, you, you play a news reporter who received an anonymous tip-off via an email about a what you believe is a medical uh, health facility. And you end up digging a bit too deep. Yeah, it sounds like that's not a good place to be. No. Uh, what? It's got some of the best jump scares I've had, too. Oh, no. Is this your uh, favorite horror game? You know what? I think it is. Oh, okay. It's a part of a series, right? Yes. Uh, the DLC for Outlast 1 is also very, very, very good. Outlast 2... Not so good. Oh, okay. You've played the other ones and this is your favorite. Yeah. Okay. That's another game that people have recommended me to play. And they said, Liv, you should stream it. But now that I know you can't defend yourself, oh, I don't think I'd be too good at that one. Oh, hell yes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you just want to watch me. You scream enough on Devour, so God knows what it's going to be like on Outlast. Hey, Anna and Molly, they have a thing for me. They're always chasing after me the entire game. It's not fair. They bully me. When did Outlast come out? Outlast was 2013. Ooh, okay. You got two early ones in the decade. Yeah. I forgot to mention that Uncharted 4 dropped in 2016. So, just throwing that back out there. <laughs> but, yes, maybe one day... I will play Outlast. It's on my wish list, but I think I'm just a little scared. Just a little. In my number eight spot, I chose The Walking Dead final season, which dropped in 2018. And what's interesting about this game is that one company made the first half of it and another company picked it up and finished the game. So there was a period of time where we were unsure if the game would ever fully be released. And I'm very thankful that they've released it. It's a continuation of Clementine's story throughout the Walking Dead universe. And she meets new characters that are in her age group. And... In similar Walking Dead fashion, there's combat, there's 
choices and there's a whole there's multiple endings at the end and i thoroughly enjoy games like that so i know that you're playing through the walking dead games but oh, i am indeed so i'm interested to hear what you think of the their last game because that is one of my favorites hmm. what's that what's at your eighth spot mine is the classic minecraft oh okay Right at the start of the decade, 2010. Okay, so what do you do when you play Minecraft? Uh, when I first got it, back on the old Xbox 360, me and eight other friends, we tried to build a little town, but it kind of went horribly wrong really quick, as one does once someone figures out how to use TNT and wants to be a little bit of a troll. Oh, no. They blew it all up. But, um, oh, yeah. I do like modded Minecraft, but if I'm just doing basic Minecraft on the PC, I like building towns. Okay. And I like trying to make good farms and work out how they can like look after themselves with one press of a button. I will admit that I've never played Minecraft. What? Yes, a lot of people are surprised when I say that. You're testing our friendship here. Oh, no, 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 no. Last week... <laughs> Last week it's Zelda, this week it's Minecraft. I, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry that, to disappoint you. It's, have you played Sims? Yes, who, who hasn't played Sims? No, because I find it, it's either like people play Sims or they play Minecraft. It's very rare that people play both. No, uh, they're, 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 they're very, very different. <laughs> yes, I know, but if you're, like, if you build in Sims, then you like Minecraft. But I play Sims for the people. I download stuff that people build. I can't build. Every house I build looks like a box. So, I don't know. I just feel like I don't know what to do in Minecraft. You know what? You make me buy so many games. You need to buy Minecraft. What do you mean? I don't make you buy so many games. What do you mean? You, you've pulled into buying Hood and Outriders. Hey, you like Outriders. I do like Outriders. There you go. The hood. Yeah. We're, we're, it just give that game a chance. You need to buy. You need to buy Minecraft. <laughs> okay, okay. I I just want it on the record that I do not make Fruy spend all of his money. He agrees he to. Does. Don't listen to her. She's lying. <laughs> he agrees to. <laughs> Moving on. My seventh game of the decade is the first walking dead game which came out in 2012 and the reason why i chose this game is because it's it really makes you fall in love with the protagonist and this is where you meet clementine and i feel like if you don't feel attached to clementine in the first game the rest of the franchise doesn't really work for you so the protagonist that you play as is lee everett and the game starts with the day that the apocalypse happens. So you're learning about what's going on, how it affects people. And it's a good introduction into the Walking Dead universe, which I know Fury's playing this game currently. But have you finished this game or is this your second time going through the first game? It's my second time. Okay, okay. So are you going to try to play it differently or make the same choices that you made? I don't remember the choices I made. I just remember I finished the game. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Because <laughs> I think I played it when it first came out. Yes. So what's that? Nine years. Yes, this was uh, the first game that I played where you had choices. And I thought that was really unique and interesting at a time. 
And you will quickly see a theme in the rest of my games after this, where I tend to lean towards games that you get to make choices in. I I like the replayability factor in choice games. Yeah, Telltale is very good at that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this was the first game that I really played that way. And it introduced me to a whole new genre of games. So that's why I got to give some love to the Walking Dead game. What's your seventh game? It is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Oh, okay. I was waiting for a Zelda game to pop up. Oh, yes. Um, it's the first one that came out for the Switch, so 2017. Okay, just... The second one is reportedly on the way. Yes, I, I've heard that rumor. But just give us a little bit of what the Breath of the Wild is in the Zelda franchise. So This one, um, you are Link. You're trying to re-establish the guardians of Hyrule, that's the one, went blank, <laughs> <laughs> to, again, defeat Galandorf to rescue Zelda, essentially. Okay, okay. I heard great things about this game. It, it is very good. It's very long. The DLC is also very good. Oh, it's a long game. It's as long as you want it to be, because <laughs> it's completely open world. Well, you have to run out of quests eventually right so how long was your playthrough 40 something hours okay okay i've definitely dumped a handful of hours into games like that yeah yeah so it's it's long yeah days especially if you try to max out stuff and get like the um master sword and stuff like that yeah for sure i i've I think my first playthrough of Days Gone was like 45 hours just because I was driving around and looking at everything, trying to find stuff. It's like you can get horses and stuff, but until you do, it's all just running around and the map is massive. Ooh, you're just walking everywhere? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a really pretty game as well. So you just kind of find yourself just climbing stuff to get a different viewpoint and go, ooh, that's pretty. Does it have a photo mode? Uh, it. I think so. Oh, okay. I. I can't say I actually bothered using it though. <laughs> I love photo mode, so I was just curious. I haven't played Breath of the Wild, but another game that has been recommended to me to play. You should, because you were saying last week you you don't got anything to play on your Switch. I am grinding it out in Mario Kart, trying to get first place in all the races and all the levels. So that's my that's my mission right now. In my number six, Zelda. 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 Okay, okay. I hear whispers in my head. Zelda. <laughs> in the number six spot, I chose Life is Strange Before the Storm, which came out in 2017. It is the prequel to the first Life is Strange game, and you play as Chloe. And you learn more about Chloe's life prior to the first game. And upon playing this game, there's a side mini game where you get to play Dungeons and Dragons with a couple characters. And that was how I got interested in Dungeons and Dragons. So if I never played Life is Strange, I don't know if I would play D&D. So I definitely have to send some love to Life is Strange Before the Storm. It's another choice-based game, and I recommend that you play it. So, have you played that one? No. Ooh, have you played any of the Life is Strange games? No. Oh, well, you know what? The remaster is coming out this fall. 
Don't we know it? <laughs> someone that we know, I don't, I don't know who, but someone that we know tweets about the game almost every day. Oh, well, it's, it's one of us two, and I know it's not me. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. I would, okay, okay, you <laughs> caught me, you caught me. I do tweet about Life is Strange True Colors almost every single day, anticipating that that comes out this fall. What'd you put in your sixth spot? The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt. Okay, okay. I've never played that, so tell me a little bit about it. So you play Geralt, which is a witcher who's like a half-breed. Um... And you, you've got like a little apprentice, her name's Siri. And she goes missing, and you've got this premonition of what a group is known as the Wild Hunt, hunting her down because she's got some ability that they want. So you're basically on a quest to try and work your way through the kingdom to find her. Have you played... That's a third game, so have you played the other two? I have. Okay, and it is this one... Better than this those? one is so good. Okay, so good. Again, it's massive open world. Again, you can do it by foot or horse. I've been and uh, like the other monsters and stuff in it are really cool that you can hunt. I've heard uh, that The Witcher Three is definitely the best game that has come out by that company. Uh, would you agree? Yes, one hundred percent. Have you watched the show? I know it's a show. I have. I've watched it twice, and I'm waiting for season two. Oh, okay. Is it uh, similar to the video game, or do they make drastic changes? It's a mix between that and the book. So there's there's, there's references to both. There's a book. There's a, it's a. It was based on a book. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Did you read the book? No. Ah, Fruy, come on. The book's always the best. No. I can't. I, I don't do books. I, I just watch the film. Free doesn't do books, and I don't do math, so it's a perfect pairing. There we go. In my number five slot, I have Life is Strange, the first game, which came out in 2015, and you play as Max Caulfield, who comes back to her hometown after moving away for a few years, and she discovers that she has the power to rewind time. So this is another choice-based game, but for pretty much every decision, you can rewind and change it if you do not like the outcome. And I thought this paranormal element was really interesting. So I thoroughly enjoyed Life is Strange. And as we talked about on the only two podcasts that we have, I'm really looking forward to the third game. I won't spend any more time raving about this franchise so i will let fruey talk about his fifth game instead my number five is dying light which is a again another open world survival zombie game which features some of the best parkour i have ever played so you play a undercover agent by the name of kyle crane who's sent to infiltrate a quarantine zone in haran and then you've got to try and figure out if they can come up with a cure. Because there's a certain scientist that you go to meet to see what he's been working on. And obviously, as you're undercover, your company wants his information. Does that game have and a sequel? It, it's getting a sequel. It's been delayed I don't know how many times. Oh, no. So I, I can't wait because the melee weapons in it, you, like 
you make your own. You have to scavenge um, stuff out of bins, boxes, and see what you can put together. It's one of the first games that I can recall had a dynamic day and night cycle. Oh, okay. So the longer you play it, obviously, you'd be rotating through days, but stuff occurs at night that doesn't happen in the day and vice versa. Um, and it's got a really good mix of zombie types. So you've got some fast, some slow, some strong, some weak. How long were and you? And it just seemed to tick every box I could have thought for a zombie game. Well, that's. I feel like that's another game I should be playing because uh, I've heard amazing things about it. But it is so good. So, how long have you been waiting for the sequel? When did this game come out? Uh, this game was 2015. Okay, so it's been some time. I think Dying Light 2 was like 2018 slash 19, and then it's still not here yet. Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. That, that's been couple years too late but yeah so it turns out the company that was making dead island 2 folded and dying light bought the team from dead island so we were unsure whether we were getting a dead island 2 or a dying light 2 oh but apparently now they're split again so they've separated the teams again to make both (laughs) So when either of them lands, we don't know. I guess that's something we'll have to keep looking forward to. Yeah. And hopefully for your sake, they do not delay it again. Oh, no, yeah. (laughs) All my favorite games get delayed. Poor Fruey. Poor Fruey. So what's your number three? Well, I would tell you my number three, but we didn't go for my number four. That is true. I can't count. Yeah. That even I said I don't do math, but this man's he's <laughs> skipping my number. Look, I, I just got excited with Dying Light 2, and then I the next one for me is 3. Okay, okay. So, my fourth game is Horizon Zero Dawn, which came out in 2017. This was my first time playing an open world game. I don't really... I never really played open world games before. And it was so beautiful, and I had so much fun running around and playing with photo mode. This game has my favorite photo mode ever. You can change Aloy's pose and her facial expression, and I have an ungodly amount of hours in this game because of photo mode. But to summarize what Horizon Zero Dawn is about, this is really difficult to do. There's so much to unpack. I'm sure you can handle it. I'm I'm, I'm trying to find the word. You've covered photo mode. What? You've covered photo mode really well. Yes, yes. Do your game some justice. Yeah, I will. I I will do. I will cover the game, but I had to rave about photo mode. I have a whole album on Google Photos for my pictures of Aloy. (laughs) Because, of course, I do. So, this is so difficult. Okay. Horizon Zero Dawn. You play as Aloy as a young adult. And the world has these monsters that are robotic. And technology has seemingly taken over the world. But the people have regressed in their knowledge with technology. So they're in tribes. It's, very, it's a very interesting mix between tribal culture and living in a futuristic society. It, there's like a huge disconnect. 
So the protagonist, Aloy, is trying to understand like what happened to the world and how can she make it a better place. So you deep dive into traversing the world and piecing together what happened. That is my best explanation about the game without spoiling it. So, Fruity, have you played that game? Play part of Part of it? Okay. Part of it. Well, how did my description do it justice by any means? I, I'm not going to lie. I didn't get far enough to even contemplate half of your description. Really? So, how, what'd you play? Like yeah. 10 minutes? It weren't much but longer than that. It'd probably be about 40. Ah! Like nothing happens in 40 minutes. I know, but I got to shoot stuff. So there you go. That This is another game you should definitely play, not just because of photo mode. I own it. I own it. It's literally in a box. <laughs> play it. I'm... I've got too much to play, but I do want to play it because I want to play the second one. Yes, I am. That's my number one anticipated game of 2021. Don't tell that to Life is Strange True Colors. We will not be talking about the game anymore. But I am super excited for Horizon Forbidden West to see where Aloy's story goes next. It does look good. It does. The underwater combat is going to be interesting. Like that trailer that they've shown, we've only had one trailer, but she's swimming underwater and there's different creatures. It just looks so beautiful. So what's your number four game? My number four is State of Decay, which was a Xbox 360 game okay. back in 2013. Okay. I don't even think it got a physical release until a long time after that, to be fair. But um, it's, again, open world zombie survival, uh, sort of cell shady feel to it. So there's no real story besides trying to survive but it puts a massive emphasis on leveling up individuals for key areas and it was one of the first games of this sort where you had to actually gather resources for not just yourself but your group so it has permadeath as well which was really frustrating at times if you've got someone who's really good at shooting there, obviously accuracy is going to be a lot higher there. Bullet effectiveness will be better. So on a horde night, that's who you want. But if they die, you've got to put a lot of time into getting somebody else's stars up to try and replace them. But then if you have too many people die, people will leave your group because they don't feel safe. If you don't gather enough food, people will leave because they're, they're too hungry to stay and survive. So it was one of them that you've got to juggle a lot of eggs to keep everyone happy. So is this a single-player game where you get to swap out what character you play as, or is this a co-op so game? So the, the fatigue system in it, so if you played one character too long, their stamina would be non-existent. So if you got into a fight, you were pretty much dead straight away. So you can tag it in and out between the people that you have at your camp, but they also put a co-op mode in where I could join your game as one of my survivors... And then when my character's tired, I could swap out another one for one of my characters. Oh. But if my character died in your game, I lost him in mine. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That sounds really interesting. It's really good. It's in Xbox's Game Pass. Oh, okay, so yeah. we could do it on PC. I'm just saying. Okay, okay. I... I... 
I see what you're saying. That, that game sounds really interesting. I haven't played that. It's really good. The second one's really good. Oh, there's another one. There is another one that came out. When was that? 2016? Oh, so this. So when did this game come out? It was a long time ago. This, the first one was 2013. Oh, okay, okay. You have a lot of games in the early part of the decade. I'm looking at my list. And most of it is really early. Oh, that's so interesting. I feel like mine definitely was the second half. Especially with the last couple few that are coming down. We're coming down to the wire here, people. My number three game is a game that I advocate all the time for my friends to play, which is Control, which came out in 2019. I absolutely love the combat in this game. But before I get into all of that, this game is about... Two siblings that got separated, very young, and one of them, the player that you play as, Jesse Faden, has this entity within her that guides her, and she comes to all the way across the country to the Federal Bureau of Control, where she seemingly becomes the director of a paranormal branch of the government, and you just get thrown into the job, and it's absolute chaos. Because of this entity that you have inside you, you get special abilities that let you levitate and launch objects, and I just really enjoyed the combat in this game, as well as the story. And I will say that Control has my favorite collectibles in an entire game. I went out of my way to find every single one across the game and the two DLCs, even though there's not a trophy for it. Oh, I can't believe you did that for no trophy. Uh, well, so the base game has a trophy for like finding like 70% of them, I think. And then the DLCs, they're like, find all of the... Yeah, but you, I there's like close to 400 collectibles, and I went out of my way to find every single one. They're great. There's, there's a handful of them that are just so funny. And it just rewards... This game rewards exploration by far. I love it. I love collectibles. It's got some very weird collectibles from what I've seen. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Got that the video? weird TV thing. Yeah, that that's just weird. No, it's amazing. The person that created Threshold Kids deserves a raise. I fully believe that. <laughs> that game's... I love Threshold Kids. Everyone says it's weird, but I love it. Top tier comedic value <laughs> and one day you're gonna finish that game yeah i haven't even started it what are you on about oh i thought you said you did start it no i own it i just don't i haven't played it <sighs> fruity what are we doing here so you can talk i i've done nothing wrong except advocate for my favorite games <laughs> and i've recently got a friend into this game but this is a game that's on every platform, so I just always encourage my friends to play this game just because I find it so interesting. So, what's your third game? Mine's another blast from the past, which is Rockstar's Red Dead Redemption. Ooh, okay. So, another classic from 2010. Ooh, okay, that's the earliest game we have here on the list. Oh, yes. So, th- you play a outlaw back in 1911 by the name of John Marston, who your wife and child 
have been taken hostage by the US government in ransom for your services as a hired gun. And you've got no other choice but to hunt down your old gang. Now, the reason I rate this so high is, again, it was like one of the really first open world games I played. Who doesn't like a good cowboy game? Uh huh. And the like slow motion shoot ability was really cool. But not only that, it had one of the. There was a lot more to do than just the actual story. So you could fill your little journal of like the animals you'd hunt or you'd seen in the wild, which was really cool because you'd be like riding in the desert, and then all of a sudden you see like an eagle from somewhere. But it noted it down, and then you could learn where to go if you needed to go and get resources for certain things in game. This is a game that I've been wanting to get a remaster for because I never had the opportunity to play it, and I don't have the means uh, to obtain a way to play it. Like it's not on Steam, and because of that, I haven't played Red Redemption Two. Even though, from my understanding, you don't have to play the first game. But you shouldn't play that one first. You should do Red Dead Two first. No, 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 no. The games came. Yes. The games came out in the order that they came out because that's the way they want you to play it. No, 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 no. Red Dead Redemption Two is a prequel to Red Dead Redemption. Yes, but Life is Strange be- before the Storm is a prequel to Life yes, is but Strange. You're one of these all for the story, so you should start at Red Dead Two. I, it, it goes against my principles and beliefs. <laughs> I can't. I have such a hard time playing games out of order. Like for Borderlands, for example, a friend generously gave me Borderlands 2 and I enjoyed the shit out of it. But I felt so bad skipping the previous games and I'm itching to play them with someone so I could know all the story. I hate not knowing all of the story. Fair enough, but if you want story in the right order, you start at number two. But I think this game is also what you've got to thank for GTA Online. Oh, okay. Because this had an online multiplayer, which had up to 16 people, which you could do co-op and competitive with. So it's like GTA's free roam. Oh, okay. Where you could be casually walking down the street and someone would come past you on a horse with a lasso and then just drag you as long as they wanted. Oh, my God. That's incredible. It also had the Undead Nightmare DLC, which was its version of Zombies. Oh, I didn't know this game had zombies. Yes, so it's a zombie plague, which is, again, really cool. Cowboys, zombies, multiplayer, cowboys and zombies. But it also had, if you played the online long enough and at the right times, you would see like skeleton horses and stuff coming out with like um, death and stuff riding on the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They were in this game. Does the main game have zombies or is this just like a feature for multiplayer? This was just the DLC. Oh, okay. Okay. Cause I was like, wait, there's zombies in yeah. this game. Like I had that. So if you get red dead redemption undead nightmare, that will include your base game and like the undead nightmare part. So it's like the game of the year. And the Undead Nightmare story is good, and the multiplayer is even better. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, this is a game that I've just been hoping came to PC so I'd be able to play it one day. And fingers crossed, maybe one day they will. Maybe. So we're going to both say our number two spots. And then before we get into the number one game of the decade, we are going to mention our honorable mentions. So my number two game is... The Last of Us Remaster 2014. And I, so the basic premise of the game is you play as Joel and you take this girl across the country. Her name is Ellie. You take her across the country to a militia group who is trying to find a cure for the apocalypse. And this game is oddly my comfort game and everyone laughs at me when i say that but i just enjoy storytelling so much and this game does a really good job of making every character feel like a real person they're not a gimmick to the storyline they're not randomly there like each character you interact with has a genuine purpose and i really enjoyed that also The Last of Us Factions is my favorite multiplayer game to play by myself. I don't know a lot of people that play Factions, but if I just like want to have a chill night, I'll just log into Factions, mute everyone, and just play along. And I know Frui has played The Last of Us, but I don't know where he's ranked it. So I'm curious to know what your number two is. My number two is Mass Effect 2. Okay. So another Balter from 2010. Oh, okay. So Mass Effect series <laughs> is... Uh, you would really like it because so much of it is choice-based. Yeah, I've heard. So you can import your save from the previous game, which will determine a set line of story for you, but again, your choices later in game can affect this. But the base premises of this is... You play Commander Shepard, an elite human soldier who has to assemble and gain loyalty of a diverse team to stop an alien race by the name of the Collectors. And it's essentially you're signing up for a suicide mission. So you will have to meet several different alien races, do favours for some, go against others to build your essentially suicide squad. Oh, take on the collectors. So, do you get to play as multiple characters, or you just they just join your you? Group? Are, you are just um, Commander Shepard. Okay, but you can take them into missions with you. Oh, okay, I like that. And you can romance whoever you like. I've heard whether it's an alien or not. <laughs> oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Oh, that sounds very spicy. Yes. I have yet to play Mass Effect, but I'm aware that they're remastering it very soon. I believe it's coming out in June, but we discussed it on our last podcast. I just can't remember off the top of my head. But It's May. May? Oh, it's this month. It's this month. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Well, I mean, I did because we did a podcast about it. I just forgot. But this is a game that I do anticipate playing. I just haven't. Yeah. This is the only, well, one of the two only games that nearly made me cry. That makes me super excited, not because you were crying, but because I love emotional responses in games. Like, if I don't cry yeah. or feel, like, really angry or happy, and I'm just, like, 
complacent during the game, then I don't feel like it mattered. Considering how much you like choice games, I'm amazed you've never touched Mass Effect. I think it's because I got into story games pretty late. Like I started playing choice-based games when I got my PS4. I played a lot of sports games growing up. I was really into 2K and MLB The Show. I played a lot of sports games, and then I got burnt out. And it wasn't until my freshman year of college where I played a story game for the first time, like a real story game. We all sat in front of the TV in the commons and we one guy had the controller and we would all vote on what we wanted him to do. And then that just really brought me into like all the story games that I thoroughly enjoy now. And I've been playing a massive catch up in seeing what I've missed over the years. So I that's why I haven't played it yet. But before we go into our number one choice of the decade, I'm going to throw to you first and give me one of your honorable mentions. I didn't rank mine. I just listed three of them. Mm. So you don't have to rank yours. See, I've got four because I didn't know if we technically would count one as a game. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. Technically just a mod. Uh, you could, yeah, include it. Daisy, Armor 2 mod. Oh, okay. What is that? Uh, what, is it, what do you do with the mod? How does it help the game? So, where it completely changes the game. So Armor 2 was a army simulator, if you like, where Daisy introduced zombies to this. So it's one of the only games at the time that would make you physically eat and drink. Yes. Bandage yourself. Use morphine if you broke your legs and stuff like that. But it was also all PvP. So not only did you have to survive the zombies, you had to deal with other players. Yep, I learned that. I <laughs> So it was so good. And then obviously watching YouTubers like um, Frankie on PC and stuff like that, doing their own little stories and stuff was amazing. My friend and I bought Daisy, and we ended up returning it. We didn't enjoy it. We couldn't find each other on the map. And the map's in <laughs> Russian. And by the time we found each other, the server timed out. So we didn't really get to do anything. I don't know. I found oh, that game. It's so good. I found that game rather difficult to play with friends. Yeah, it was one of them. If you could learn the map or have two monitors, that was the main thing. If you got two map monitors, you loaded up the map on one, and then you played the game on the other, trying to figure out where you were. I'm glad that that was the way forward. I'm glad that someone enjoyed it. Couldn't be me, but I'm glad it was you. <laughs> okay, so. You had that mod, so what's an actual game that you have on your list? Destiny. Okay. So a all-online, three co-op, or six if you were doing raids and stuff like that. But a... I don't know how you'd describe it. First-person shooter, but with third-person abilities? Bit of a weird one. What do you mean by that? I haven't played Destiny, so I don't know. So the, the majority of the game is all first-person shooting with guns, but you had super abilities. If you charged it up enough, you'd do like, so much damage. But the animation for your super would be third-person. Oh, okay. So like you could get all the armor and stuff. So you, in your menus, you look amazing, but you wouldn't see it yourself until you did your supers, and you'd be like, my guy looks amazing. Okay, okay. Yeah. I've I've know a couple people that play Destiny, but I have not played. 
I am not great at shooters, even though a handful of the games I've talked about today are shooters. <laughs> do you want me to do one of my honorable mentions, or would you like to talk about yours? Because we could do we could do all of yours right now if you want. I, I guess we could. Yeah. Um. Next, I'll go Resident Evil Two Remake. Okay. So that's 2019. That's the latest game I've got on the list, 2019. Yeah, look at that. So the remake of the classic Resident Evil 1, uh, 2 even. Uh, that come out on Xbox One and PS4. And playing it now and then playing the original, they are so different, but both so good. Oh, they changed they the narrative? And, oh, they, they changed a bit, quite a bit, to be honest. But it still kept intact. So it was a really job well, good job well done. But the fact that it wasn't that awkward Resident Evil 1 and 2 camera angles, which would drive you mad if you were trying to run away because you'd be pressing up, and then once the camera changed, it'd be running backwards instead of forwards. Oh, yeah. So it was all redone like um, Resident Evil 5 and 6. So... That was amazing, and dealing with Mr. X again, all that fun stuff. That made it onto my honourables. And then my last one for honourable mentions was Middle Earth's Shadow of Mordor. Oh, okay. From 2014, which was their version of Assassin's Creed, basically, for Lord of the Rings, which introduced a war system, which was if you took out a certain orc or orc eye in Suriman's army and left it long enough or didn't kill the next one, the enemies would level up, which was really weird. So if you managed to kill like two bosses and then just went off and done a couple of side quests, you get a random cutscene where another orc eye kills someone and then they level up and they replace the guy that you've just killed. Oh, okay. But if you also failed to kill one and they escaped, you could be doing a mission and they'd come after you mid-mission. Oh, no! So, again, they could either have leveled up or just stayed the same, but then if they've slightly decreased, another one who wants to take over would also come after you in the same mission. Oh, no, that's So they'd be fighting each other and you. It was really weird, but really cool. So, did you watch the Lord of the Rings movies? Are there like I've watched them. Yes. Oh, okay, are there characters that like make an appearance, or is it just set in that world? Yeah, yeah the, no, there's there's definitely crossovers. Okay, because no, I I've never <laughs> I can't say I've read or watched or played Lord of the Rings, but I was curious about that because right. there are crossovers. Are they? Definitely. Do they? Uh, do they line up like story wise, or is there some conflicting like elements between them? Uh, I, yeah, I can't tell you because of spoilers. Oh, okay, okay. Because um, I was curious because one of the games that we talked about earlier, The Walking Dead, the first game, it's the only game where there's crossover between the video game, the comic, and the TV show. And it's not a spoiler. It's just that there's a ha- there's a couple characters that are there in the game which if you play it you'll know who it is but it's just like interesting how some franchises will try to make a crossover and then there are others that completely stay away from that 
because there will be angry fans who are like, no, that's not who they they said there's going to be here. Or they're dead or they're alive. And, you know, the whole nine yards. Yep. Fandom is tricky. So I'll hop into my honorable mentions. And uh, hmm, which one do I want to do first? I'll do the latest one. Tell Me Why came out last summer, 2020. And this was a game that as soon as it was announced, I was super, super excited about. It's about two uh, twins. I was going to say two twins, but like, duh, there's two of them. Twins that get separated uh, after an incident, a family traumatic incident happens, and they live apart for eight years. And after those eight years... They come together because they have to sell their childhood house. And this is made by the people that made Life is Strange. So there is a paranormal arc, like a paranormal sense to it, but it's really twin telepathy. So you could communicate with your twin and know how they're feeling. And the reason why I chose this game for an honorable mention is I wish it was longer because it was only three episodes, and Life is Strange normally has five. So I just, I really wanted it to be longer. But I think this game's super important to play for the narrative and for representation purposes. The One of the characters you play as is a trans male, and there's not very many games where you get to see that. And they brought in a trans actor, and it just felt really authentic. It didn't feel like they were trying too hard. This is another choice-based game, so who's surprised that's on my list. But from a narrative standpoint, I just think it was really important to bring it into video games. Is this a story you've played? I feel like it isn't since you haven't played Life is Strange. It is not. Yeah. <laughs> it is not. It's, I believe it's on Xbox Game Pass if you pay for it, but this is a game that just, I don't know, it meant a lot to me. Another honorable mention is Until Dawn 2015, which was my first horror video game that I ever played. And I had nightmares about it for every time I played it, I couldn't sleep that night. But in a, really? good, in a good way, in a good way. Because it was, I was so terrified of something in the game. And every time I played it, I have a dream that it came after me. But it was... I really like the branching choices in this game as well. I've recently conquered. I've really, uh, I, I recently conquered my fear of this game last October when I streamed it. So it took me like six tries not to be afraid of this game anymore. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little, I'm a little bit of a scaredy cat. If you've seen any of my horror streams, all I do is scream and cry the entire time I'm on camera. <laughs> Pretty much. So Until Dawn is no different. But I also feel like this was their uh, franchise's best game. They've came out with Man of Madon and Little Hope. Little Hope. Yeah, I thought those were both significantly weaker. I don't know if you played either okay. of those. I couldn't stand Man of Medan. I couldn't stand until dawn. Oh, you couldn't? Uh, oh, why? But I thought Little Hope was better. Oh, see, okay. This, I, that's an off podcast conversation because that's just going to be spoiler <laughs> city. But 
I don't know. It, it, like, the butterfly effect's cool. Yeah. In like, all of the games. But I don't know. There's just something about Until Dawn that I was just like, nah. I can't tell you why I didn't like Little Hope. Although I, could... I know why you didn't. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I, thought, I, I could tell why you don't like something in, in, uh, in Until Dawn. Uh, no. I. I can't tell you what right now why I don't like Little Hope. Although I do want to replay it to give it a second shot, but that's a conversation for another day. Maybe we will do a spoiler horror video game podcast. That could be fun. And my last honorable mention is Detroit Become Human 2018. And I thought this game was so cool. Because you play as multiple characters, and at the end of each chapter that you play that character, it would show you a flow chart of, like, your choices. And if you didn't unlock a choice during that run or yet, it wouldn't spoil it for you. And the next time you play, if you unlock that path, it will show you. And then you can overall see the consequences of your actions. And I thought that was a super cool feature. But the premise of the game is that androids are a, a lot. Everyone has, how do I put this? They're, depending on your choices, they can become an active member of society. So some jobs, they, the androids, like, they take. You're trying to get out, they have a conscience. I, well, it depends. You can decide for yourself, but. They're, some of them do work jobs that they kicked, like, factory workers out. So there's, like, a group of humans that are like, androids are taking our jobs. And then other people are like, there are people, too. And you have to decide for yourself what is an android. And I really thought that was really interesting. And this game has 85 different endings, which is insane. And I've seen a handful of them, but nowhere near 85 of them. So, is that a game that you've played? I tried. Oh, you didn't like it? No. Why? Uh, it was just too boring for me. Too boring? Ugh. Yep. Man. <laughs> I was just like, no, it's cool. Why? Because it's not it's a shooter? That, I think that was part of it, probably. I, I think but, that, from your list, I, I think that could be the reason. No. Yeah, you have a lot of shooters on your list. I do. Yeah. <laughs> I think that is... I think that could be a factor. Also, this game really trained me to be good at QTEs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so circling back to our number one game of the decade... I'll throw to you. What was your number one game of the decade? The Last of Us. Yeah? Hell yeah. yeah. Happy to hear it. So It's the only th reason I bought a PlayStation 4. Aw, that's, that's awesome. So what made you want to play it and buy a PlayStation? Did you wait until it came out? Or were you... Yeah. Okay. So you... Tell me all about it. I heard a lot of hype from the PS3, but I never did it on PS3. Okay. And then when I found out it was coming out on PS4, I was like, nah, it's got to have something in it if it's getting a, another release that quick. Yeah. So I waited a while, and then I was like, you know what? I, 
I really want to play this. So I ended up buying the PS4 for it. Okay, so I know that I spoke at length about it, but what did you specifically like about this game? It's probably the best story I've played yet. Easily. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, Yeah. definitely. Best story by far. Yeah, I I can talk about the lore of this game forever. Best character. Best character is... Joel. Okay, just checking. Joel. I... I was like, yes, Joel. Do this, Joel. Yes, I love Joel and I love Ellie. There's a lot of characters in this game that I really like. I was really confused at the start, though, because, again, can't really go into it as spoilers, but you'll know what I mean. Yeah. No, I understand. I was like, what? What happened? <laughs> yeah. No, I... I went into this game with very minimal knowledge i just knew i knew who ellie was and that was about it so i understand where you're everyone built it up as a zombie game for me oh yeah okay and then when i seen what they were i was like i wouldn't really say this is a zombie but okay yeah they definitely have a very interesting take on post-apocalyptic world yes but it was very good that will lead me to my number one, which would be The Last of Us Part Two, which came out in 2020. And in this game, what's different is that you play as Ellie. You see a lot of it from her perspective. And it takes place six years after the second game, or the first game, rather. And I thought that this game graphically was a huge upgrade. The combat... A huge upgrade. They add a dodge mechanic. They add you could go prone. The game felt larger than so in the first game, there wasn't very much area to explore per se. You really had like a narrow path to go. But in this game, they add larger areas and more verticality puzzles. So from a purely gameplay standpoint, it was an upgrade from The Last of Us. And as controversial of a story that some people think, I would say that it makes sense. And it's very, very difficult to talk about The Last of Us Part Two without going into too many spoilers, but there is a major event that happens at the end of the first game, and this really goes into explaining what happened and how each character felt afterwards. And it leaves me wanting more. So I won't go into the ending, but I'm hoping that they continue with this franchise. So I know that you haven't finished this game because of something that something that we can't talk about. Something that happens in this game. But yeah, I would like you to give it a chance, only because I feel like, from a narrative standpoint, it makes sense with what happened. I know it makes sense. I know it does. It just doesn't make me feel any better. Yeah, I understand. I still cry. I played this game. So this came out last June, so it's almost a year ago now, and I've pl- I'm on like my fifth playthrough of it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I just think I don't think it's going to be anywhere near as good as the first. Well, I understand why you might. Because I, I I know the ending. Okay. 
but you don't know what's on the way. It's about the journey. I know it is, but the start and the end, for me, no. Okay, I'm hoping that Frui gives it another chance, but <laughs> I, I just, I really enjoyed the combat. The story made me feel every sort of emotion. I cried, I was angry, I was happy. I just, I had chills, like literally goosebumps going up and down my arms at some of the parts. And if Furry finishes this game, I definitely would love to do a spoiler cast and just pick his brain about it. But that's a whole other conversation because will he finish that game? Who knows? Who... I've still, I still haven't mentally dealt with what happened. Yes, I, I am here to help you through it. Because <laughs> with the PS5 that we both have, you could share your screen oh, yeah. with me. And I can share my screen with you. We parallel play. I'll be there for you as an emotional support friend. Uh, I think I'll need it because it's the, like, the only one I've bought a collector's of and it instantly got rid of. That breaks my heart, but it's okay. I, I, will, <laughs> I will be there for you when you are ready to take this next step. I'm hoping, we'll I'm hoping that this game does... Ho- like I'm hoping next month we're here talking about how The Last of Us Part Two got a PS5 upgrade, and is it not one? Not yet. I thought it had one, a graphic one. No, no, it's you're playing the PS4 Pro version, but I'm talking about like the haptics and stuff. Oh, okay. I, I'm, oof, I, I need that. I need that in my life. And that will be another weekend where I disappear because I'm playing that. Yeah. Yeah. So when that get announcement happens, fingers crossed, I'm going to disappear for a couple days because I need to experience that. But yeah, this was a really good decade for gaming. There are obviously a ton of games that we didn't talk about that came out that were still really good and deserve to be mentioned. But I'm really excited about what's what the future of gaming is. And I think... That we have a lot to look forward to, you know? We do. So I think that rounds it out for this week. So thank you for listening to Between Two Gamers. If you like our content, feel free to follow us, subscribe to us. We're on every platform that you can think of to listen to podcasts. And we'll see you next week. 